Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Okay, good morning church. I'm happy to be here. Happy to take part of this exciting series in the start of a new year. All I want from you today is to pay attention to give me your attention, to listen to what I have to say, because I really have it on my heart this morning uh, that God wants to inspire. God wants to do something. So that's what I ask. I ask you to give me 20 minutes and listen and see if there's anything in that that God could use to inspire you. And what is the worst that could happen if you have those 20 minutes and you didn't get anything out of it? That's just, that's 20 minutes of your life you will never get back. You just have to find a way to deal with that. You probably could write a letter to our pastor, a formal complaint, like I just spent 20 minutes on nothing, and he will probably compensate you. Anyway, let's go to the message. What I want to say is that you are much needed right now. In this time, in the beginning of this year, you are much needed. We need you, your family, the family, your world, the people around you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, us, your family, your church. We need you these these days. We need the flavor of God, the unique flavor of God that is on your life. The things that God has spoken to you, the gift that God has in your life, we need that. That's why I'm asking, I'm asking you to pay attention, to lean in today. Because I want to, to tell you that you are important. And I want to just kind of throw things from my heart and I hope that something will stick. I might even show some, some signs of enthusiasm that might come. Just look now, for instance. Did you see that? That was real enthusiasm bubbling on the inside. So this could be like that. What I want to say, God, God wants to heal. God wants to save. God wants to encourage, to lift people this year, 2021. And he chose to do that. The, the way he's chosen, chosen to do that is through people like me and you. And right now, it's a new year, it's January, and we are not meeting. We are not meeting in church like we have done, like the, like the traditional way. We don't have the same, yeah, the, the building, we're not meeting like that. We don't have the same programs and all that kind of stuff. And that might sometimes feel like that's not, an, that not so, it's not so impressive, the things that are going on right now in the church or in the churches. We don't have like the the big thing. Uh, And what I want to say to you this morning, this first service in January, is that God is at work. God is at work. And I even want to stretch it further and say that God shines more. He shines most brightly 
when he could work out of something that in the eyes of the world are not that impressive, not that in the eyes of the world. Think about it. When God chooses something that is looked upon as weak, looked upon as not that impressive or broken, that's where he shines. That's where the full glory, the full grace, the full power of God is on display. That is how God works. Just think about, think about the Bible. Think about the stories. When God is calling people to do changes on earth, to do changes in people's hearts, he calls simple people. He calls people that feel, I'm not good enough for this. I'm broken. But that's where God calls. That's how God works. Just think about the cross. Think about the, the ultimate defeat. Looked weak in the eyes of the enemy or the eyes of the world. But through that, God displays his enormously power. Just think about the stories of the Bible. Uh, that is where the power of God is seen. And I want to read from 2 Corinthians 4.7. And listen to this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, meaning simple vessels, cracked vessels. We have these treasures in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So my friends, God is in this. In the beginning of this year with everything going on right now, everything not going on like, like, like we are used to, God is in this. And his, he shines even brighter. And it's a new year. We are in a new different, unique setting as, as a church and as a people, as families, as colleagues. It's a new thing. So what are we doing? Are we, as a church, are we just on pause? Like, we press pause and we're going to lean back and we're going to wait and see what is going to happen, when can we meet, uh, what is the leaders, the pastors, what are they kind of doing, and kind of just take that approach and see, like, let's see what's going on. No, no, that is not our approach because God is doing something. God is always doing something. And that's why I'm asking you to, act, to, to listen. That's why I'm asking you to open your heart as you listen to this. And again, we need you. We, the church, need you. The, your family needs you, needs what's on your heart. So how does God become relevant? How does God meet us in our world, in our relationships, in our struggles, in our workplaces, in our church, in our connects? How does God actually do that in our world of uncertainty right now, in a world of pain, of stress? How does God actually enter that world now that we know that he has died for our sins? He has died. He has risen. The kingdom of God is among us. We know that. How does it really, how does it actually play out? The way he chooses is through his local church. That is the church is his body on earth. It's his agent on earth. It's his presence on earth. What am I saying? 
the church of God. There's nothing that God wants to do in our lives, in this city, in this region, that is outside of the church. There's nothing, because that's the way he chose to, to enter the world, to, to, to minister to the world and to heal. It's through the church. And who is the church? It's people like you. It's people like me. The church, when I speak about the church, is that a building? No. Is, that a, is it a program? Is it meeting certain days? If that was the case, it wouldn't be that exciting this year. But that's not the case. The church is people like me. That's something you have to deal with. It's people like me and it's people like you. Broken people. Sinners. Saved sinners that have kneeled before God and said, God, I believe Jesus died for my sins. I repent. I want to live for you. It's sinners like you and sinners like me given salvation, giving new clothes, giving new purpose. Oh, I want to read something, and this is for you. I want to read how the Word actually speaks about us as church. We are sp talking about what, where does God work on earth today through the church. First Peter 2.9 But you, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And even goes on and says, before you was, you, you was not a people, now you are God's people. And wait a minute, I'm, I'm just reading that and I'm thinking, that is me. That is actually me that the Bible is talking about. He's speaking about me, a sinner, a broken, flawed person. He's speaking about me being a chosen, being royal, being a holy nation, a special possession to, to speak to this world, to declare the praises of God. And I'm thinking, there's nothing, absolutely nothing that I could achieve in my lifetime, in my career, that could even come close to that, could even come close to that honor, to that purpose. He actually chooses to use someone like me. That's why I want everyone today to, to grasp that that is where God works. You might not feel like you are something special, but you are. This is what God speaks about you. And by the way, do not have your identity in what you do at, in this. Do not have your identity in your work or what you do. This is your identity. I'm just going to refer to Corinthians 12 because it's so important that just the point that the body of Christ on earth is the church and it's broken people like you and me. Corinthians 12 says, you are the body of Christ. Me and you are the body of Christ. We are many, we are different, but we are one body. We need each other. The hand can't say, hey, because I'm not a foot, I'm not part of the body. Or the nose, hey, I'm not an ear, so I'm not part of the body. No, that's crazy. It's kind of a weird picture, but that's 
It's a good picture because it's one body. We are different. Romans 12, we are a body with different gifts given by God. So you have gifts given by God. That's why I keep saying we need you. The church needs you. The people around you needs you. And suddenly I feel very important when reading this, seeing this in the beginning of this year. I feel important. And I feel we need to stick together in this. We need each other. You know, the church is not the other ones. It's not the, the leaders doing something. It's not the, the pastor just doing something. It's actually me and you. It's not like God is just sometime, suddenly just doing something and we might be a part of it or not. No, it's in you. God is in you. You are the body. You are a hand or a foot and we need you. This is how he chose to do it. His power through something unimpressive. His treasures in broken vessels. Okay, do not to make this too lofty or too fluffy. I want to look at you. I want to bring this kind of be a little bit more concrete. And I just want to tell you as you listen that you have the fingerprints of God on you. You are created in his image with everything that means. You are clothed in Christ. You have his fullness. You know, you might be the worst sinner in Malmö or in Lund. I don't know what's worse, the worst sinner of Lund or Malmö. Probably, ah, let's do that another time. But you might be the worst sinner right now. You might fall in hundred times. I might be. I've fallen so many times, failed so many times, and, and you might keep doing that. Nonetheless, God speaks of you as being his body. God speaks of you of being the representative on earth, special possession. God is not wrong when he says that. He's not a liar. <laughs> no matter where you are, where you've been, this is the truth. You have something because you are called by God. So that's why I keep saying that your world around you needs you now. It's the beginning of the year. It's a special times. People around you need you. Your children needs you. Your, your spouses, your church, we need you. Because there are dreams that are on your heart. I think that you have, there are purposes that are over your life. There are longings you have when you pray that you have. What you see when you pray, what you see the need in, the, in church, around you, at your workplace, there are things that are in you that is placed there by God. What you've gone through, what you have struggled with is something that we need to be part of because we are in this together. You might have held something in your hand, a dream, a purpose, and it, it got too heavy or it got disappointed and you put it on the shelf and you left it there. What I'm saying is we need your world around you need you to go and get that again and dust it off 
and bring that to God and see what, what he wants to do with it. And I know this because that's the nature of God. You are called. You are his body. You are chosen. God has chosen to reveal himself through people like you, through people like me. So I know this. I think there might be words spoken over your life. There are words in you. There are dreams. There are ideas. There are people that only you, that you can reach, that you could love. There are prayers you could pray to unlock others. There are battles that have scarred you that could, could reveal something of God in others. I'm just thinking about the scar thing. I, just, I, I met a woman that in, at my work that has gone through a lot of years of years of, of self-harm and harming herself and with anxiety and everything. And I spoke to her afterwards and she's gone through that, she's worked through it, and she's, she's better now, she's good now. And she says, I look at my arm, and I hate what I see, I hate the scars, because it, it doesn't look good, and I remember the anxiety. But as I look at the healed scars on my arm, I, I call them, it's, these are my battle wounds, she says. It's my battle wounds, it tells a story, I made it through, and I'm not ashamed of them anymore. I wish they wasn't there, but now I'm not ashamed of them. And that's, I want to say that, like, if you, you have gone through stuff, you have gone through disappointment, whatever it is, we need that as well. We need how, what God did in that. The mercy of God, the grace of God, the frustration you dealt with, how I'm saying that we need you. We need each other this time. We need to tune in. We need to be a part of it together. Are you still tuned in? I hope you're still tuned in. What I want to say now is God knows that we need to refocus from time to time to time. I need that. He, we need to kind of put our focus back. And that is what we want to do this month. We want to do that together. We want to help each other refocus uh, to be connected. I'm just thinking about the book of Joshua. Joshua leading his people, uh, crossing Jordan, enter the promise, doing, going through the battle. And God already said to them, every place you put your foot, I will give to you. So they had this promise. And still God is telling them in Joshua 3, 5. He says, sanctify, purify your hearts, purify yourself. Today, for tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders amongst you. Purify yourself today, because tomorrow God is doing wonders amongst you. And I just feel that for, the ch for our church. I feel that strongly, that let's spend these weeks, let's spend this month in refocusing, bringing what we have, bringing our hearts, bringing our frustrations, our goals, our dreams together as a church because God is doing wonders amongst us this year. Focus on that. And Timothy, Paul speaking to Timothy about, I remember your faith, I remember your tears. He's speaking what God wants to do through Timothy in the letters to Timothy. And then he says in 2 Timothy 2.6, For this reason I remind you, fan into flame the gift of God 
which is in you through the laying of my hand. I've, that is what we want to say today. Is fan because of what God is going to do, and He chosen to do it through you. Fan into flame the gift. Lean in, renew. Dust the, off the promises that's there. Seek healing if that's what you need. Repent, turn around if that is what you have to do. But be connected, be ready. God builds the church through you and me. Just, that's also why we have, we have the dream cards that you know about. Why do we have that? We have that because we want to focus our heart. What do I see God doing in my life this year? What do I want to see? What do I want to see in my family? What do I want to see in the church? We are focusing on God because he's going to do stuff, going to do things through us. That's why we have this here is keeping the faith this month to help us focus. And on that note, I want to just quote the great American poet, John Bon Jovi. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Lord, we got to keep the faith. From his album in 1992 called Keep the Faith. Anyway. All right. Here I am. Here I am this week. You are there. When I, when I come to God like that and say, God, here I am. Use me. I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to change lives. I want to see a change in myself. I want to focus my heart. When I do that, and I need to do that a lot because it's easy to drift off focusing on everything else. When I come to God and say, God, here I am. Use me. Here I am with my fantastic personality, with my annoying personality, with my flaws, with my shortcomings, with everything. You know me, God, you know everything. Use me. When I do that, it's amazing because suddenly I feel it's almost like people are sent in my way. They probably were there, but now I notice it. It's like people are sent my way. When people speak to me, even if it's in church, if it's at work, if it's whatever it is in, in, a, in a relationship, it's almost like I listen differently when I've said to God, God, I want to be used by you. I want to be a part of this. I don't want to lean back and just see what happens. I want to be a part of it. Suddenly I feel like people are coming my way. I listen in a different way when people speak. And I get to be a part of that. I get to be a part of praying for people, encouraging people. So it's not about the other ones. It's about you. It's about me. And I love what Quinton said in, in his Christmas, Christmas message. He said, what God does in you is also for the others around you. When he does something in you, it affects us. Why I keep saying we need each other. Your world needs you. And let me just do a simple example of that. You all know Francis in church. Uh, we usually go for... Now and then we go and have a coffee together and we just talk about everything. Talk about life and, yeah, just having a coffee. Is, I just love doing that. And he's a great, great friend. And I remember last time we had that. We were just talking. It wasn't planned. We just talked about everything. And he started to 
talk to me about, or just sharing about, like, ah, I've been studying the Bible, and he just quite what he was reading, what was going on, what God was doing in his life. And he just was sharing that out of his passion. And we talked about it, and that's it. And on the way home, I was sitting on the bus, and I just felt in my heart afterwards, I felt, God, give me a, 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 a deeper passion for your words. Like Francis, give me back the, 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 the passion for your word, for, for the Bible. And it was just like, he, he was just sharing what God was doing in his life, and it affected me so much. And it just kind of lit a fire in me, so I could fan into flame something that, that was there. When God does something in you, it affects people. It affects people around you. There was this little boy, young boy, listening to Jesus preaching. And there were 5,000 people around. And he noticed that they are getting hungry. They haven't eaten in a long time. And that stirred his heart. That was something that he was concerned about. So he took his five fishes and two loaves of bread. And he, he well, I'm going to do something. I see the need. I'm going to do something. And I think people might have, I don't know what people would have said to him, like sarcastic comments. If I were there, I might have said something sarcastic. I didn't know that this was going to be in the Bible, so I would probably said something stupid. Or people might have said, like, ah, don't make a fool out of yourself. Don't go. Don't do that. That's, that's nothing. But he did it anyway. He, he did it, and he gave it to Jesus, and Jesus used it mighty. Mightily. You have something on your heart, my friend. There is something in you. There is something over you. And if you actually bring that, we could be affected. Your spouse could be affected. Your kids, your school, your politicians, your leaders, whatever. But God wants to, to just encourage you to bring that. Fan it into flame. Bring it in front of me. Just going uh, to an end, and this is not the time, January 2021. It's not the time to just sit back and wait for someone else to ask you, you know, for the church to start again. Or if the pastor asks me to do something well, I can do it. If I agree with that preaching, yeah, I can do it. No, that's not the time now. That's not the time we are in. That's not how God is. Lean forward. Just one example. If what's on your heart is, I want to speak prophetic into people's life. I want to speak into life prophetic. Don't just wait for some leader to ask you, like, hey, could you come and speak prophetic? No, lean in. What you could do, take a, a, a piece of paper, write down three names of your three friends or enemy. That might make it more interesting. But write three names. And just start praying for them. Pray for them. And I, I promise you, God will give you a, a cursory words to either one of them. And you can text them. You can call them. And then you are started. What I want to say is, don't wait for something to happen. It's in you. And like that thing, how to share, how to speak prophetic, that is probably something that I could I could teach someone because that is a, that is a journey I'm on. That's, I've done that and I'm still learning. So that's something that I could probably be helpful. But there are areas that I have no idea. <laughs> that I would need your examples. I would need to hear your stories. 
how to break free from that, how to move in that area. That's why I say we need each other this month. We need each other this year. I need what's on your heart, what God is doing in you. So that's it. We want to facilitate for you. We want to make it easier for you this month to engage. We want to help you set your heart to what God is doing, to renew, find renewal, to fan into flames what God has spoken to you, to find purpose, to relight the fire. And why? Because God has chosen to do that through simple people like me and you. So that's why we are kicking off the series, Keeping the Faith. This is what we want to do. We have the dream cards, and I want to encourage you to, to use them, to speak about them at dinner, at breakfast, in your connect group. That's why we, hopefully we will have prayers, maybe over Zoom, when we are doing the fasting. And the connect groups, we, we keep. All I want to do is be connected, be tuned in, engage, because God is working and he's doing it through me and you. And then my final thing to say is, what I'm saying today is not about you should do more, you should pray more, you should read more, you should do more for God. That is actually not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God wants to do more through you. It's not about you doing more for God. It's God wants to do so much more through you. And remember this, you are still, you are still just a branch. You are still just a branch. John 15. Jesus is the vine. He is the tree that produces all the fruit. You are still just a branch. But put yourself in a position where God could speak through you. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you are listening. And I'm thankful for, and I'm really excited for what's to come this month and this year. Keep tuning in. Keep engaging. Keep speaking about this. Share this. Be open with it. And it's really exciting what God is going to do this year.